Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker, and I'm a life and weight loss coach. So I recently took a week off, and my husband and I went to Seattle for a couple of nights, and it was really great. We took those little scooters around the whole city, which was awesome. And then we spent a few days up um, at a place called Jordan River. Just we rented a house, and it was like overlooking the ocean, so it was so nice. Um, Just gorgeous. And I did a bit of a writing retreat. So as some of you may know, um, I'm writing a mystery thriller. And so I was able to get a few hours in. And it just got me thinking about how most of us relax a little around our weight loss efforts during like when we're on vacation. And then we plan on getting back to normal when we get back home, right? Like we're thinking, oh, we'll get back on track with our health and weight loss goals. And sometimes we're even trying to get back on track when we've just been overeating. Maybe it's on the weekend or maybe it's just been at one meal. And um, sometimes it can last for days, weeks, or even months when we just feel like we're off track, right? We're not succeeding. And also now just even this time of year. So it's the fall, it's September, and often this time of year feels like a fresh start too. And it's time to get back on track, right? So many of us feel like that this time of year. So I've been thinking about how I can best support you, not only getting on track now when it comes to your goals, whether that's health goals, weight loss goals, life goals, but also how I can teach you some tools for how to really turn things around quickly and easily when you find yourself off track, when you're in that like screw it phase (laughs) that I've referenced before on this podcast, when you're just like, screw it, I don't care. I just want to eat this food right now. And to be honest, I felt a little uneasy about um, framing this topic in this way, like just saying back on track or off track on track. So I just wanted to add a little asterisk to the whole notion of on track, off track. The reason I'm using these terms and why I titled this podcast, Getting Back on Track Easily, is that this is so much a part of our lexicon. And I'll bet you knew exactly what I was talking about when you saw it and you can relate to it. But my hesitation about using this concept at all, or just you know, using that term is that I really think it stems from diet mentality of being on a diet and being healthy and being good or right versus being off a diet, eating badly or being wrong. And I don't know about you, but thinking in terms of all or nothing when it comes to what I'm eating has never served me well. It's never made me feel good. So perfectionism is never the goal here and it's not required to reach your weight loss goal either. When I'm talking about being on track, I don't want that to be misconstrued as being perfect with your plan. Maybe you might consider softening your current attachment to this concept altogether of being on track, being off track, so that you never consider yourself off track. You're always on track (laughs) because you're still alive. You're still in your life. We're eating to live, right? We're always living. Someone like my husband, who's at his natural weight, never thinks in those terms of being on track or off track when it comes to eating doesn't even occur to him. It doesn't mean that he doesn't indulge sometimes, but he's not creating a narrative that he needs to get back on track, right? He didn't come home from our holiday and think, okay, you know, <laughs> we, I really need to get back on track. So I want to offer that your future self who is living at her natural weight is the same. 
has the same mentality. So maybe indulging when she wants to, but is just living her life without ever thinking that she's on track or off track. I think that's true freedom, right? And so we want to start practicing that mindset now and living into that person that you're going to be. And I think what happens when we think in those terms is just that it lends itself to extending that screw it period. Well, you know, we think, well, I'm off track now, so I'm just going to enjoy it and eat everything I want. And then also when we're so-called on track, we can find ourselves thinking, you know, sure, I'm doing well now, but it's only a matter of time. And that can feel really unsettling. So there's not much of an upside here. So just wanted to drop that possibility that when you notice your brain doing that binary thing, which of course it's going to do, and because I simply couldn't come up with a better way to explain my solutions without using those terms, I'll be using off track and on track in this episode to make my points. But when you notice yourself in it, you can shift your thinking around it now if you want to, because off track and on track is simply all made up. Okay. If that's the case, what do you do instead? How do you end this never ending start stop cycle being on track, off track, the whole diet starts Monday mentality. Let's talk about that. So before you are about to start again or get back on track, there are two questions that I think are really helpful in answering. The first one is when you reflect on being off track, did you make a conscious decision that led to that? So did you decide, okay, I'm just going off track and it was conscious and you own it? You may not have even been off track if that's the case. If you decided you were going to allow more exceptions, for example, or less hunger, and you followed through on that, in which case you're right on track. You're simply making different decisions about your protocol, right? Or what's I think most common is that you didn't really make a decision about it. <laughs> you just didn't go into your weekend or vacation with a solid plan at all. Or you had a plan and you kind of forgot about it (laughs) or you ignored it. And then slowly the overeating and overdrinking crept in until it hits a breaking point at some point, or you get home from your holiday and you think, okay, enough's enough. I need to get back on track here. So that's the first question is, did you make a decision or was there no decision made? Okay. That's important to know. And then the second question is, Where did you notice some wins or some improvement from before, from the last time you went off track? So for example, maybe this trip or weekend, you had two cookies and stopped there, whereas previously you would have had five, or maybe you stuck to your meals when previously you would have snacked all day and never allowed your body to be hungry at all. Let your brain see that you are changing in positive ways even if there are still things that you're working on. It's really important to give this equal airtime because our brain loves to focus on where we didn't follow through and kind of beat ourselves up, sometimes in really subtle ways, but it's still happening. And that can keep the off track mentality going for longer. What do you do when you're really in it and feel no motivation to get back on track at all? (laughs) What about those times when you are in the screw it mentality? Let's talk about that. There are four options that I want to share with you for when you find yourself in this position. So this could be when you are just 
kind of just in the off track mentality, like you've just eaten or, and, or you notice it's kind of like progressing through the whole day or the week, or you're actually in that moment, you can use any of these options that I'm talking about strategies in any of those times. First, don't believe the lie that the food is what you want most. Know that when your brain is telling you it just tastes too good to resist, what's really happening is your brain wants the emotional escape or distraction. It's not so much the food that is going to taste so good, but it's that the escape and distraction is going to feel so good. That's the true desire, right? For that escape and distraction. It's not even that the food tastes so good. But if you're like, no, it really does taste so good. (laughs) I know it's also an escape and distraction, but that salted caramel ice cream does really taste good. Maybe it's not ice cream for you. So think of the favorite food that you have in mind and think of where you would most enjoy eating it. Likely on the couch, watching your favorite show. Imagine that experience and how good you imagine your food to taste. Maybe that's a 10 for you on a pleasure scale. Now imagine that same food while your fire alarm is broken and going off in your house. (laughs) This recently happened to me, so it's very salient. So there's no fire. It just won't turn off. How good does that food taste at the moment? Hardly pleasurable at all. Maybe one or two on the pleasure scale. How can this be? It's because the taste is very much tied to our thoughts and feelings. Remind your brain that taste is subjective. And you can control the level of pleasure or the level of desire you have for even your most favorite foods by how you're thinking. And like I said, a thought that you can start practicing now is it's not really about the food. It's the escape and distraction that's going to feel so good. Okay, number two, adopt the belief that every single bite is a decision in and of itself. So just because you had a little of something doesn't mean you need to have the whole thing or that you need to keep going. Just because you had one cookie doesn't mean you need to have two or five (laughs) or 10. (laughs) You are more than capable of stopping at any time at any bite because every bite is a new choice. It's independent of the previous choice. They are separate. It's important to know that. Number three. Okay. Like a scientist would observe yourself and what's going on with curiosity. So for me, this looks like, Hmm, you know, I really notice my brain keeps looping back to making popcorn tonight. I wonder why. I wonder if it's because I ate cookies today and my brain is like, let's keep that dopamine train going. (laughs) I mean, you're off track anyways. So what difference will it make when you can put some space in between your thoughts and your actions With calm curiosity, it will change everything for you. You may still make the popcorn, but most likely you won't because you see it for what it is, right? And you're making a conscious decision. Okay, and then lastly, I want to encourage you to talk to yourself like you would talk to a child. So just this morning, I was using scissors to open a new package of coffee and my toddler reached for them and got really upset when he didn't get them from me. So of course, did I freak out? No, I was calm with him. And I explained, you know, in like a loving way that, you know, I understand that he really wants them, but that he could get hurt. And, you know, scissors are not for babies. (laughs) I wasn't upset that he wanted them, but we get so mad at ourselves for wanting food. 
then we feel angry or deprived or have a little pity party for ourselves versus being like, of course you want the popcorn. It tastes great. And we're not doing that tonight. Then feeling calm, you can work it into your plan if that's what you really want. So for some of my clients, it's like, if I really want this again tomorrow, I will have it tomorrow, right? And I'll just incorporate that into my week, into um, what I consider my exceptions. All right, let's just do a quick recap. First is just consider dropping that all or nothing thinking of being on track or off track altogether. It can just be you living your life, okay? Second is to end that cycle of diet starts tomorrow mentality. Really take the time to reflect on why the overeating and that so-called off track period happened at all. So hint, there was either not enough planning and decisions made ahead of time, or it was the follow through that didn't happen. But when we know this, now we can solve for this for next time and come up with a good strategy. Okay, my next point is when you find yourself in the off track, screw it mode, there are four options. Choose one or all. It's a choose your own adventure kind of deal here. So remember those books, <laughs> they were always intrigued me, the choose your own adventure books. I wasn't that good at them. <laughs> I never picked the right choice to get to the end. So, you know, obviously I gave up and that was the end of that. So option one is remember that it's not so much the food that is going to taste so great, but it's the escape and distraction that you really want, that your brain wants. And that's what's going to feel so good. Number two, adopt the belief that every single bite is a decision in and of itself. Number three, observe yourself with curiosity, not judgment of your desire. And number four is just speak to yourself as you would a child with care and love. Kind of a shorter episode for you today, but I've been away a lot. I've been taking care of my son and I have a full client load, so the podcast has taken a bit of a backseat, but guess what? I'm back on track now. <laughs> no, just kidding. But seriously, stay tuned for more regular podcast episodes this fall, and thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you again soon. Okay, bye. Bye.